This episode of Brand Meat Creator Podcast is brought to you by Notch, the world's first Instagram insurance. Nowadays, even two-factor authentication isn't a true fail-safe. Notch covers the most critical components to keep your online business safe, not only providing additional security alerts and working to retrieve your account if you're hacked, but also protecting loss of income with an immediate payout each day you're hacked. You know we at Brand Meat Creator Podcast believe in treating your influence like a business, and this is the best way to protect that business. Head to the show notes to get a quote today. Welcome to Brand Meat Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Let's kick this episode off with a series of, if you like it, like it. I recently have been following an amazing creator over on Instagram, Navi Kaur, Kaur, K-A-U-R, at Navi K-4-U-R. And if you are into fashion, this girl is taking it to the next level and including her golden retriever. And I've seen her and I've seen her and followed her for a while, but I didn't really resonate how much I love her content until more recently because she's taking something that is so done on Instagram, right? right? Like so many people are showing their outfits. Right. So many people have personal style blogs, but she creates these very engaging, very fun reels of her with her golden retriever changing outfits and matching and interacting and it's all high fashion baby like the the golden retriever essentially looks like it's wearing prada and i just right. love it i love it right the I prada sweater on the dog is I important can't. i just i love how she incorporates color she uses really fun transitions and effects yep. on her reels without going like too overboard and then she's made this series her own by incorporating the matching outfits with such a cute dog and i think the combination of each of these things I'm sure her growth over the amount of time since I discovered her to now has been huge. And I just saw like who, what, where reposted her and a bunch of other people. And it's so relatable and so lovely. Like if you're a fashion girly and you don't love a dog in the content, like, come on. It's so cute. (laughs) You know what? I I feel like this just highlights our point about like, yes, Mm. you need a niche, but at this point you need to go deeper into that niche and have a quirk and like the high fashion dog. Yep. Quirk. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I like it. What can I say? If you like it, like it. <laughs> Welcome back to Brand Me Creator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As you know, I know. As you know, if you follow us, most of our episodes have been pretty heavy on the Instagram side. But the more that we work with TikTok, it's undeniable that we need to address it for all of our TikTok influencers and creators or for our IG peeps who are starting to make that new journey on TikTok. So Harley and I really wanted to dive in on some of the differences that we see for influencers on each of those platforms. If you're just getting started on TikTok, some suggestions. We're by no means viral TikTok creators as of yet, but I have been spending a lot of time on there this year. Uh, casting people, working with brands, and building my own following. And I think 
we have a few smart things to say normally. We so, typically <laughs> we try to have a few smart things yeah. to say. So one of the things that made me so inclined to jump into this topic is I get mm-hmm. messages for all influence management, our influencer agency all the time from TikTok creators with 20K followers on TikTok that say, I need help. I want to join an agency, yada, yada. I only have a TikTok following. Does this count? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Uh, no, like you (laughs) do not have enough followers to have an agency make sense. You have essentially 2K on Instagram, or you have 2K on Instagram, you have 20K on TikTok. And realistically, I think those numbers are fairly synonymous in Instagram and TikTok standards with the viral growth that you are going to see on TikTok. So this is kind of what I want to jump into is where is the overlap? What it, what What are the similarities? And also, what do we see that's so vastly different? I, we hear creators all the time say, I'm going to go to TikTok, I'm going to go to TikTok, I'm going to go to TikTok, it can actually grow over there. But I think mm-hmm. that means something different for the platform. Yeah, agreed. I would say let's start with the similarities. So I think in similarities, we're looking at like bio, niche, uh, mm-hmm. person bringing your personality over there, entertainment, Absolutely. education, right? All the things that make good content on Instagram also make good content on TikTok. It just happens much faster, um, mm-hmm. much less buttoned up. And you also have to be able to be very creative if you want to jump on viral trend, right? Mm-hmm. Like how do you interpret the crazy corn song <laughs> into content that makes sense for you? <laughs> right. Don't you dare copy someone else's wording don't you dare (laughs) say it again in the same way exactly so I think that is the first thing that is important to keep in mind that all of those rules still apply like clear bio clear contact information Mm -hmm. very clear niche bringing value to the platform entertainment all of that stays the same bringing bringing inside jokes bringing Mm -hmm. that sense of community which realistically I I don't know do you think bringing community on TikTok is harder than Instagram I do think that is where things start to veer in terms of separation if we're talking about how the platforms Mm -hmm. are different because Instagram is very robust on stories and they've had Mm -hmm. stories for so many years we've been very used to being able to get in contact with creators commenting back and forth dming sending reactions to things um a lot more stuff that makes you feel more part of a community than i think over on tiktok that we have even though they have stories it just does not feel the same it's not the same Um, it's not the same and i do find that you know i watch a lot more content on tiktok than i interact with and when it comes to stories on ig which i think is like more closer to the equivalent of tiktok how fast they go by and everything else Mm -hmm. um i will send like reaction emojis or reply to Mm. in a dm or something else over in stories over there much more frequently yeah i i mean i just think that if you are going to create that community on tiktok you need to be well known for one thing you need to say it in literally every video I think Mm -hmm. on Instagram you can get away with more conversational kind of 
community builders, community, like things Mm -hmm. you say inside jokes, things you're known for. It can be a little bit more casual. Mm -hmm. On TikTok, I think about a couple makeup artists that I follow that make the same joke in literally every video. (laughs) Say the same, you know, one sentence in Mm -hmm. every single video. Mm -hmm. And they do that for a reason, you know? Mm -hmm. It's because on the For You page, you don't know those people. True. You know, you're not on your follower page. Mm -hmm. You're not on following. Yeah. You're on an algorithm. Yeah. I mean, that is true. You kind of never know what's going to get picked up. And if you don't do that little, like, two-second intro of yourself or validation of yourself in the video, then when it gets picked up, people may not know. But at the same time, I follow people who do that little validation, like, I'm a blah, blah, blah coach with this many years in every single video, and I already follow them. And I'm like, oh. When I get to that part, I'm like, I get it. Like, I've heard this intro a million times. But so the person that I'm thinking of mm -hmm. is Meredith Duxbury. Mm -hmm. And she, you've probably seen her. She's this cute blonde girl, makeup girl, the one that like rubs foundation, drippy foundation down her entire face. Mm -hmm. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. But she does, I was, I was binging her reels this morning Mm -hmm. and she kept saying something about like I know this bugs you and like wiping the foundation off of her lips Mm. every single video it was like now Mm. let's fix this now let's Uh fix this now let's fix this and Mm. you very quickly come to realize what what she's doing is Mm. that she's that's a community builder interesting yeah I mean I I definitely think it's different I do think that she uses a lot of the same videos over on TikTok but I, I think it's different. 100%. You can have a stronger call to action. I just, I just think that there's something about Instagram that is more community based, whether that is just Mm -hmm. the length of time that it's been around the way that we've been trained to use it, the way that influencers emerged there first, we were used to talking to them there first more directly. Right. Let's talk about this follower count thing. Mm, Okay. I, I think this is a weird a weird piece of TikTok because we mm. always hear like I have you know thirty k on TikTok I have fifty k on TikTok mm-hmm. I have you know whatever I grew really quickly I went viral over there mm-hmm. does that mean anything to you um I think it depends on what you're offering I think that when influencers go viral on TikTok and they build a bigger following. I don't know that it's necessarily going to translate into anything. Um, It really depends. Again, just like Instagram, if you go viral and you like bring a lot of new people in, like you got to somehow train them still to like go to the link in your bio, shop your Amazon storefront, like buy the products that you're talking about. And the purchasing funnel over on TikTok is not strong. It's not like it is on Instagram. This is really important. I think as someone jumping into TikTok Mm -hmm. as an influencer, you need to know that the selling potential right now is very, very different. A hundred percent. Very, very different. Yeah. On Instagram, you can easily put up a reel and put up stories that have links on every single story that support that reel. And, you know, there's a package system there that works really well that says, here's the really cool content I created about this thing. And here's where to buy that thing right away. Mm-hmm. TikTok doesn't have that funnel. Um, and when in the way that we consume it, it's really difficult to get to the person's profile and click their link. Like it's just not, it, you're so 
entrapped in the engagement mm-hmm. of TikTok, which is great. That's part of why people love it. Like you're just really in it and you're going through the videos one after another. But pausing mm-hmm. to go to someone's profile and click a link and then shop that thing is super rare. I mean, I've seen myself pause a video, open Amazon, find the thing and put it in my cart <laughs> faster than I will go to the link. So I think that's a huge right. thing to keep in mind that like no matter what follower count, even if you have millions of followers, the shopping funnel just is not there. It's, it's harder. Yeah. Yeah, it's harder. And as much as that's a as much as the views are a great thing for brands, mm-hmm. if that video does go off, mm-hmm. there's also just such a I mean, we talked about this, we talked about this months ago about the like trash can fire the burning money effect Mm -hmm. of investing in tiktok stuff and i'm sure you feel a little bit differently now as you've kind of experimented and run more campaigns through through that platform Mm -hmm. but it comes down to the fact that pricing is all over the place too for influencers oh absolutely you are not going to be making as much for for your content no and and some people are trying to to charge apples to apples tiktok to instagram i think most of those people have management and the management is trying to attack Mm. it in the same way i know some beauty girls over on tiktok that we've approached for things and the pricing is just like outrageous and they come through Mm. um with management i'm just like i just no one can justify this when the life cycle of this content is literally a blip so on the short. radar no one will remember this in 24 it's hours so exactly so i think that's something else to keep in mind is that you know tiktok is a great place to start building a following building awareness doing other mm-hmm. stuff but if you look at the top top tier creators the one percent the millionaire you know multi-millionaires that are making a lot of money those people have a lot of other stuff going on right and typically they have a right. podcast they have a website, Mm -hmm. they're doing like a coaching Mm -hmm. group or collaborative product, or, you know, there's a lot of other things. They're not just getting sponsored posts like you would if you were an Instagram creator first, right? Right. That like an, I mean, is that affiliate link, Mm -hmm. is that affiliate link even effective on TikTok? Not normally. No. I mean, I think if you have a code that you're giving in the video, Mm. it could work um but again because of the navigation and because you don't have the the stories with like a sticker link yeah it it just makes it way more difficult to monetize has to be a code it has to be a code code. Mm -hmm. I also find that with service providers they sell they struggle struggle heavy to sell any kind of higher ticket item if it is not Mm -hmm. under you know 20 bucks it's a it's a tough sell over there. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, the success that they see is after they've come to Instagram mm. is, you know, you consume the free content on TikTok. There's a freaking lot of free content on TikTok, yep. especially with all these creators saying, you know, I post three to five casual videos every single day. It It's it's like our subscription issue. There's a lot of free content. So why mm-hmm. would you pay? Yeah, I mean, you really have to be showing some sort of a value. And I think that the the issue with like the the coaching or service providers over on TikTok versus Instagram is like it's even worse on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing much younger people with much less experience giving out advice that I 
Mm. I mean, whether I agree or not, I'm going to say that I don't agree with, but I mean, it doesn't matter if I agree or not. It's just like at that level of experience, just because you have a hundred thousand followers on TikTok, it doesn't make you a person that other people should take advice from or should take $20 coaching calls with or whatever else. Like I just, I, I see it more over there for sure. I hate to say this because Mm -hmm. I never want to be the person that has a chip on my shoulder about like, you're younger, so you have less experience because I've been there. I've been in that environment in corporate and it sucked and it just doesn't necessarily indicate your years of experience do not indicate your intelligence to handle something. But that being said, I was in a room full of TikTok coaches recently Mm -hmm. and dear god the business (laughs) advice that they were giving out Mm. dear god me and another coach um Mm -hmm. instagram coach who is a kick butt business business business-minded person Mm -hmm. we're literally texting the whole time because we were like i can't believe that they just gave this frat star bro (laughs) advice about business they were like just trust the vibe like that's how you hire people you just if if you meet them in person (laughs) you just know that the vibe's right and we were like uh okay yeah I definitely (laughs) think that people need to be more cautious over on TikTok I mean I think that people who are exploding that see higher conversion are people who are like artists musicians small craft creators so like people who have Etsy shops that type of stuff um creating people who are creating things that are like hyper niche right so like recently this like weird handbag trend popped off where it was like show me that your weirdest handbag collection and it got into like the craziest handbags I've ever seen and it's we're not talking designer stuff we're just talking like a handbag that looks like a pig or whatever like weird things but then it it sort of like helped create it helped people who were like very niche handbag makers bring more traffic to their Etsy pages it's sort of like you never know when that's gonna happen right so I mean is TikTok I don't even I don't even know if I agree with this I don't even know my perspective of this (laughs) as I speak it but is TikTok the place for more creativity like do you need Mm -hmm. to be more creative because your etsy sellers your creators they have something new that they're bringing to the table they have a new design they have a new you know thing that they're making Mm -hmm. in many of their videos and that's what we want to see i think ultimate success and i'm not talking about success like you're just going to get more followers i'm talking like you build a community you have people going to your website to purchase it you need to be hyper creative And you need to be offering something that people really have not seen before because you're seeing so much on that platform and so much of it is the same. And I actually just duetted a creator who I love who was, who's in the beauty space. And she's like, is anybody else tired of people? Number one, not disclosing ads on TikTok. And like, yes, that's a huge issue over there. And number people not disclosing ads in general. Yeah. And number two, she's like, every beauty review is the same. She's like, they're gushing at the brow of the product. They use it one time. There's no check-in. There's no nothing else. And it's like, oh my God, do you see this lip gloss? Can you even like, blah, blah, blah. Isn't this the best thing you've ever seen? And it's like, I mean, she's like, they're all the fucking same. And I'm like, yeah, I I 100% agree. It's now coming to like a saturation point. Right. And I think even with your... Even with your quote-unquote lifestyle girls, mm-hmm. and Anna Sitar is always my go-to example for this. Love the Starbies Anna. girl. Love Anna. And she, 
she can do what she wants. She can do absolutely anything. She shits gold, I'm convinced. Mm -hmm. But the reason that her Starbeast thing went went viral Mm -hmm. and like brought her so much love and community is because she was the first one to do it. Mm -hmm. It's an endearing term. She started it. I even saw someone on Instagram the other day that commented on someone saying Starbies and was like, I've never heard it called this. What is this? Are people actually doing this? And I chimed in and I was like, this is Anna Sitargo on TikTok. Like, this this, this ain't here. I feel like it's not <laughs> even just saying Starbies. It's like it has to be the Starbies with the zoom in and like the pterodactyl tasting that she does. Like, it's a combined effort of each one of those things. And if you don't have it, like, it's just, that's the, the personal But it really is right it's this whole weird personal brand that has become her yeah and I think the the interesting thing about her and if you don't follow her you absolutely should and like see what Harley and I are talking about is that I rarely see her do anything sponsored in content anything promotional Mm. whatsoever but I know she's gotten a lot of opportunities in modeling in other things by having that following she's been able to monetize in other ways but I've really never seen her and she does incredible my favorite type of video that she does like she does a lot of silly stuff but my favorite type is her get ready with me while she sings and her transitions are each like one millisecond long and somehow she's able to like stream them together so flawlessly she hits every word perfectly and it's so entertaining but i love her like music videos yes but they're never like dramatic music videos yeah no never sponsored so it's like that is like the true core of what tiktok is it's like she literally is just living her best life she's a personality now yeah and i've seen her at like shoots and all types of stuff which is great yeah so i hope she is getting a payday somewhere (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure. But all of your, uh, what's her name? Charlie D'Amelio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, even your OG TikTok people like that, yeah. they're like celebrities now. Like, are they are they necessarily your collabers or are they your people that are now starring in things? Yeah. I mean, I think the OG people who have like multi-million followings and like your Charlies and all of that, they do have, I mean, they have major collaborations, right? They have a line with like Morphe Cosmetics. They have a line, I mean, they're doing all types of stuff. That that's still that still falls into the doing bigger things. It's mm-hmm. not a brand partnership. It's no. a, it's a true collaboration. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I think this brings us to our point when we really wanted to make earlier, which was that TikTok can't be your only thing if you want to be a full-time creator. When you were yeah. saying that someone like approached you and they're like, I'm on TikTok, I have 20,000 followers, I need a manager. It's like- And my eye roll was Yeah, it's not really the same. Across it's, the universe. <laughs> it's just not comparable. So I think if you've built a strong Instagram following and a good community, what whatever following that might be, and you're moving over to TikTok, and even if you have 50,000 followers, whatever else, okay, now you have something that's like going, going back and forth, right? You have your yeah. TikTok personality and content that maybe is a little looser, a little funnier, a little quirkier, even more niche even than what you have on Instagram. And ideally, like some of those people are going over to Instagram. I have heard that a lot. Like if you really can build on TikTok, your Instagram will start to build up as well. And then over on Instagram, maybe you pull it back a little bit, but that's where you're getting your brand partnerships, your affiliate Mm -hmm. links, your shopping, Mm -hmm. your conversion, your community. So just aiming for one only probably is not going to be a good idea 
Yeah. And I think it comes back to number one, this multiple streams of income thing that we're always talking about. I think a lot of the successful creators that I know that are predominantly on TikTok, Mm -hmm. even if they have the smaller Instagram following, they're doing tons of things. Like I know a ton that are managing social media on top of their, their random Mm-hmm. content like completely separate content they're not co- they're not growth coaches they're not social media managers on the app mm-hmm. but they do that behind the scenes or they do UGC or mm-hmm. something because your follower count means less and pricing in turn is really realistically probably 20 percent of of Instagram rates that's a big pay cut 20 to I, I'd say 20 to 30 percent Mm-hmm. And I think that is because like the community and the follow through action of posting that content is not there, which makes the content less valuable. Even if you spent the same amount of time to make a third, let's say a 30 second video, a 30 second mm-hmm. video on TikTok and a 30 second reel, even if those mm-hmm. take you the exact same amount of time, the follow up to what happens after you post them is completely different. On Instagram, yeah. a brand can then have you put the link, give a code, do a bunch of other stuff, and people are trained to kind of go through that funnel. On TikTok, it's sort mm-hmm. of like it's up, it creates awareness, maybe people that's follow it. the brand on Dies. TikTok, and then like you're kind of it. Yep. That's it. That's Dies your, a quick death. <laughs> exactly, which is why the pricing cannot be the same. You can't. So Mm -hmm. let's bring back, before we get into final takeaways, let's bring back this ad disclosure thing, because I also Mm. think this is a huge piece of the difference Mm -hmm. in trust across the board. Sure. On TikTok, I think what's interesting is that because you can see so few characters in a caption, Mm. I think it's really easy to hide your partnership disclosure. Because I, I mean, I forget how many exactly show up on that line that you get when you're just casually scrolling, but it's not that many. So if you put your ad it's disclosure not. at the very end of everything, no one who's watching that content is seeing it. So I mean, your ad disclosure needs to be clear in the first three lines. And mm-hmm. realistically on TikTok, it should be in the video. You should in have ad written in on the video. Yeah, mm. on the video itself. Yeah, or it should be, um, I know if you are going to put it into the partnership tool in TikTok, like um, the ads tool, like if I'm going to boost your post through Spark ads, it has to be the first thing in the caption. So it has Mm -hmm. to say like ad and then the rest of the caption. So yeah. um, Or else it gets done. And the weird, the other thing about ad disclosures, it has to Mm -hmm. be terms that are well known by everyone. So affiliate doesn't count. Mm-hmm. I don't even think ad. gifted counts. It has to be ad or it has mm. to be, I, I think partner. Partner mm. works. Mm-hmm. I know. It, it's completely different over there and they've yet to create sort of like a similar, like a partnerships button or whatever, a collaborators right. button. Um, although that would probably make a lot of sense <laughs> to do. Yep. So it will definitely evolve. I think next year will be a very interesting year on TikTok. Especially because like next year will be the first full year where I think that people are out of quarantine. They're like, they're getting in line with what the next full year for them is going to be. So they're kind of like moving back to a city or they've created more stability. They might be going back to the workplace. Like there's a lot that's going to happen next year and it's going to be interesting on TikTok. And you have a whole new group of creators with a yeah. ton of followers. I, I think mm-hmm. this next 
year or so is going to be a hugely pivotal time for TikTok, a thousand percent, just because everything is moving so quickly and solidifying, you know, the norms and what partnerships can look like, what they will look like. TikTok moves fast too. So I'm sure if they want to make a change, they're going to make it quick. Unlike Instagram where it takes, you know, how freaking long and it's glitchy every step (laughs) of the way. Yeah. And it doesn't go to everybody. I mean, Okay, well, I'm going to use my wrap up as my prediction for TikTok and what influencers should be looking out for. I think that if you don't start incorporating live in your TikTok soon, that you won't see the same amount of growth. I think they're going to be pushing live a lot over there. Interesting. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that makes sense because there's that whole push um, for live shopping. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think if you are a creator that's starting to get uh, deep onto the TikTok journey, start figuring out how you can service on live. So I want to I want to pivot our takeaways just a tad. Mm. I I want to break down our top four tips or need to knows. Your top four mm. need to knows for okay. someone that wants to jump into TikTok influencing. I think my first my first point is. Mm-hmm. It's not a magic treasure trove. You can grow fast, Mm -hmm. but there's also so many different caveats to that growth and the community that you build. So thinking of it as, you know what, maybe I'll just go to TikTok. It'll be easier. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. It's all hard. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I like that one. I think mine is going to be whatever you thought your niche was niche down again (laughs) because there's so many creators there's so much content that like the like for example the person that I recently grasped onto all of their content and we're talking about like hyper niche is a girl who uses a lemon filter to tell stories okay so you have Mm. your storyteller tiktokers already who are fantastic but that's yeah. already saturated now. And so now she has disguised herself because her stories are racy <laughs> as mm. a lemon. So she uses a lemon filter. Good. You never see her face. It's just like with the eyes and the mouth only on this lemon. And even her voice is distorted. So it's like we're talking about there's storytellers and then there's lemon lady. Right. So it's like you got to go lemon in lady. deeper. Lemon lady. So I don't think it's necessarily your niche. I think it's that. You need to have a clear niche, then you have to have a quirk. And if you don't have Mm -hmm. a quirk on top of your niche, like I am a blank that does this or like Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. niche who X, Y, and Z, like that's, that's really what you need. And honestly, I think that's on both platforms. I mean, I agree, but it's definitely like, this is one of the first things you need to think about for sure on TikTok. Heavy on TikTok. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think one of the next things is you need to be thinking about the monetization plan of it all and Mm -hmm. the fact that it is really hard to sell high tickets. So what can you do that depends on brand awareness or is a really easy click and buy for people? Because TikTok content is really like the thing that sells the thing Mm -hmm. and that's what you need to rely on instead of like I'm selling the thing. Yeah, I mean, in marketing terms, TikTok is very top of funnel. Yeah, very top of funnel. You're just getting, you know, intro to most of your audience. I don't want to talk funnel. (laughs) Thing that sells the thing. That's what it is. Thing that sells the thing. (laughs) Exactly. That's my preferred term. (laughs) I will start using that with my clients. 
Um, Someone said that the other day. I was like, I'm taking that. I love that. (laughs) Okay. And final one, going back to what Harley said about it not being easy. Maybe a year ago or two years ago, it was pretty easy to go viral on TikTok and hit it and like go crazy. And now you're like making money off of it. But today, I think it is an uphill battle. You have to be creating so much content. You need to be thinking strategically all the time. And Mm -hmm. you need to be sending people to all sorts of like test areas, like link in bio, IG, text me here, do that. And it's a lot more work than I think people give it credit for if you're starting from scratch right now. All right. Well, I hope that this brought some light to the TikTok multiverse. Um, if you have any other topics that you would like us to dive deeper into, you know we are open to your suggestions. Come hang out with us on Instagram or TikTok and let us know what you want to hear next. We are brought to you by Upstarter Podcast Network, a podcast production company that manages all aspects of your podcast completely virtually. They can help anyone, anywhere turn their passion into a podcast. If you're interested in learning more, check out upstarterpods.com or upstarterpods on Instagram.